Hi, I'm Amana. And I'm Mawinia. And you are listening to The Elephants in the Room. Hi guys and welcome to our final episode of season one. This week we're going to be talking about dating in the pandemic. Yes, and I can't wait to get into all the stories and all the facts we have about what it's been like dating in the pandemic in 2021. Before we get into that, Amana, how have you been this week? Yeah, I've been good. I'm feeling pretty like rested up because I went home for Easter and had a That's really nice good. time with my family. Um, it was nice to be back in London. But then I left London on the day that everything opened up. Oh, so no. I really... So I, firstly, it was like, a nightmare getting out of London I was in Liverpool Street Station it was just like people everywhere all these <laughs> kids had come into London to do shopping and stuff um but then it's nice to be back in Durham and actually be able to go to the pub yeah I've I'm heard really enjoying that and it's also really <laughs> sunny that is nice. how are you doing well I took advantage of the opening of London I guess April the 12th so yeah I met up with a friend and I um, went to Alton Towers with my sisters yesterday, which was surprisingly really busy. We thought, oh, you know, the restrictions are lifting. Maybe people are going to be hesitant about going. But no, people weren't hesitant. <laughs> they were out there with their mask and all. So it was a really, really good time just to spend with my sisters and stayed over with my other one. And so, yeah, it was a really, really good week. I had um, excited to really talk about this conversation. How did they do like social distancing and stuff? They didn't. They didn't. They thought they did. So what they did is that they'd paint these markers on the floor and be like, these are two metres apart, but no one would stand two metres apart. The most annoying thing about waiting in the line for rides are couples. Like couples that do PDA literally (laughs) aggravate me so much. And there was... Very timely for that. Let me tell you, they were behind me and they they first of all were net like going at it kissing whatever then like 15 minutes later they were having domestics which I thank the lord for because they stopped talking to each other and I was like because <laughs> honestly I couldn't take any more of listening to them I was like this is too much and I was up north as well no like disrespect towards the accent but it was just too much for me I was just like please god <laughs> let this go so, honestly you're in those queues for hours literally well. so you're like listening to their whole life story you get to know these people really well really well when they were having domestics I was like to my sister look they're having an argument let's hope it continues until we get on this ride because when I say they were so irritating no it was so stupid she was like (laughs) they were like less than it wasn't even like an episode of EastEnders where you can just get the popcorn sit down no they were like 17 16 I don't even know how their parents were letting them just go off on a date like this in the theme park (laughs) but they were 17 16 and I think he said something she didn't like and she's like no don't talk to me anymore I can't believe he said that and I was like oh my gosh but I was happy because like he was being (laughs) so silent when he was trying to like reconcile and I was like yes sis stay like this because I want peace so yeah (laughs) thank you literally Anyway, Mana, what was your dish of the week this week? So it's not that interesting, to be honest. Um, probably kind of depressing that the first place I went to when the, the restaurants opened was KFC. But yeah, I was driving up to Durham and, you know, KFC tickled my fancy. Also, you don't really have much choice when you go to the services. So I was like, I was praying for a McDonald's and then it was KFC. And I was like, hmm. I was like, at least it's not Burger King. It's but, true. Yeah. I'm, I mean, K- I know some people love KFC. They swear by it, but it's just not really my vibe. But anyway, I had a really nice wrap, actually. It was like a chicken kind of crispy wrap, and I enjoyed it. So that was me breaking my post-lockdown food restaurant virginity. 
What um do you know it's for all my love for food, I just don't like KFC or McDonald's or Burger King. Like I really don't like fast food. You don't like McDonald's? No, I I don't like them at all. I did I can't remember, but I did this thing in sixth form where I just said I'm gonna stop eating them. And then after that I haven't I don't only eat them if it's desperate times and every time I feel sick afterward, like I have to have a green tea. Yeah, man. Honestly, it hit the spot. Like I needed just I was so hungry, I just wanted like something salty and just bad for me and yeah, it was so good. And honestly, every time now I feel like when we do this section, I'm talking about meat and it's making me like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, the vegetarianism really is just so far in the past. I, I, I want to try and like cut out meat more this time again, just because I think it's good for you and it's good for the environment and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's recently, it's just been a bit... um. Hey, well, what? you know, they, they, there is this documentary on Netflix. I think it's Sea Conspiracy or whatever, and everyone's going... Sea Conspiracy, like, Right, yeah. and so if you watched that, like, I don't... Because last time you were doing Pescatarian, I don't think you would even be having fish. So you will just be with... Yeah, but then the thing is, I was reading about this, like, how people just watch stuff on Netflix, and then they're like, oh, wow, like, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. I'm not going to eat fish anymore. This is... This has changed my mind. This is so crazy. The truth's been revealed. Da, da, da. But people just blindly believe stuff. I don't know. I know that you can see, I'm sure it's well researched and stuff, but it's mad how one show can have that much power to basically make loads of people think. Yeah. I think that's a good and a bad thing. But you know that one episode where we talked about like conspiracy theory with chicken? That's part of the reason why I don't eat KFC. I don't trust them. I like, mm. <laughs> you know, don't trust them. So fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, my dish of the week, what I ate was, it, it was pizza. It was Papa John's. I don't know if I'd class them under the same brackets of McDonald's. Well, we really had an unhealthy week. Honestly. But um, yeah, Papa John's used to be so expensive, but I feel like recently they've become very cheap and just have really great pizza and great size. Like their size, they do this cheesy garlic bread, like mini pizza thing. It is absolutely delicious. And then for their dessert, they do like cinnamon scrolls. They call it scrolls. But again, absolutely delicious, cheesy, like stuffed crust on your pizza. It's just a really good week. I feel kind of basic, you know, with all the restaurants opening, I just still ordered Papa John's. Maybe something's happened in my social construct. I don't know, though. Sometimes I feel like we've all got quite attached to lockdown, actually. And now that things are opening, I'm like... Because I went to the pub yesterday and I just mm. thought, this is so expensive, actually. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But it's nice, the excursion of going to the pub and the activity is nicer than just, like, sitting in your living room and just having a can of beer. Like, it's not really the same thing. So, um... I do. I, I'm happy they're back open. And with the sun shining, it's good. It's just not very good for my productivity with my work. But Fair enough. Well, I guess it's always good to go here and there. Like, I'm not a pub goer, but I feel like now, because everyone's excited for it, I'm trying to get myself excited for it and trying to go. I'm going to have to ask you to tell me how, like, pub etiquette works, because I have no idea. Like, <laughs> never ordered around. I've never done anything. Pub etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, though, the pub etiquette isn't really applying now, because you can't go up to the bar and order. You have to order at your table. And oh, right. It's just like being in a restaurant. Right, okay. Well, we shall see. I'll let everyone know how my experience goes. Probably be, like, my second time in a pub. But um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I swear we've been to a bar together. That's that's what I think it would be my second time. Wait, we've been to a bar. Well, I don't class a bar and a pub. It's the same thing. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. You're no. thinking of like pub, proper pub. I'm thinking East Enders. Um, not 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 all <laughs> bar one. Street. <laughs> <laughs> so our conspiracy theory this week is going to be given by Amana. So Amana, what is the conspiracy theory you have? Okay, so this one this week it's a bit weird. Um. And 
I basically got into a hole of the internet. You know when you just start going down this path and you just find loads of things. I sent sent my you a message and I was like, I can't find anything. And then suddenly I stumbled across loads of conspiracy theories about pe- celebrities that people think are the same person. So to to um whet your appetite, we have Megan Trainer. Uh huh. Is Martha from High School Musical? So you know the girl who's like, I'm gonna pop and lock and jam and break in the <laughs> sticks and status quo song. Like people thought. So the the girl who plays her is Casey Straw. Right. People thought that was Megan Trainer, and to be fair, that could work. Both kind of annoying. Both sing. Kind of look the same. I think you know what is feasible, but no, they're not actually. It's not really a conspiracy theory. It's just a misconception. And the funny thing was, is Miley Cyrus was the one who posted on her Instagram. Being like, oh my gosh. And then they were like, yeah, we're not the same person. Wow. But the actual conspiracy theory this week is about Nicki Minaj and Jay-Z. No. So some conspiracy theorists think no. that her entire persona is something of an alter ego for Jay-Z. So what? basically, I don't think people believe that they are the same person, but people believe that um, she, when she performs, uh-huh. she's miming his voice what? because she always uses a tv like they think that she's she's lip syncing his voice oh my god because gosh. when you do experiments when you um uh-huh. so a couple of people have done experiments where they've sped up jay-z's voice singing uh-huh. and it sounds exactly like Nicki minaj and then they've slowed down Nicki minaj and it sounds like jay-z <laughs> like it's actually quite mad so then i was looking it up and the funny thing is it's on the video it's like if you don't believe this <laughs> <laughs> then like you it's yeah you know, it's like so and they're, they're being like if you don't believe this then you're refusing to believe like reality and you're you're refusing to see the truth and da 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 anyway i'm gonna play you a bit now okay and you're just gonna let me know like tell me what you think are you ready What do you think? I don't do you think it see sounds it. like no. Wait, wait, listen, no. listen for the next bit. Listen for the next bit. Hang on. Oh my gosh. No, I don't hear it. Again, <laughs> the first few seconds, the first few seconds, I was like, oh, does it actually sound like Jay-Z? Because it was quite like low and deep. And it slowly like, does. No. I'm not sure I buy it. Like it's a bit, no. it's a bit much. Also, because when when they when they speed up mm-hmm. um, Jay Z, and it just, I'm sorry, it just doesn't really sound mm-hmm. like that. So I'm not convinced. But there's actually so many people who believe I, this conspiracy. That's theory. crazy. Do you know what? I've recently become a Barb, so I'm part of like the Barb's now, and I feel like that is just people trying to take away Nikki's title as the queen of rap and trying to say mm. she's copying a man instead of actually just giving her the awards and accolades she deserves because sis is the queen of rap 
And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, how do people even come up with that? That's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> people, I still can't believe someone would ever say that about Nicki Minaj because she does so many accents in her songs. Like, and she has so many alter egos, like Roman, Tanishan Lee. Like, she doesn't even sound mm. the same. So, how that would even come about is like, what? It's just, it's also just like, imagine having that kind of time where you, you one day are just like, <laughs> I'm going to slow down Nicki Minaj's voice. And say it sounds like Jay-Z. But yeah, it was a full-on conspiracy theory that people believe. I wish I had those people time. I want that in my life again. (laughs) I want that. I want... So you don't believe it? No, no. Not in any... There's not even a percent of me that's like, yeah, it could be no. As a bar, okay, so it's a no. zero. It's, it's a, a zero. zero from Mo. It's a zero from Mo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a two for effort because I think it's fine. <laughs> During the pandemic, we have seen so many changes in our lives. And one area of our lives that have been massively affected is dating. Gone is meeting guys or girls on a Saturday night or meeting them through a mutual friend or even your church CU. That have all stopped because of the pandemic. And when the pandemic hit, it seemed like everyone rushed to the dating apps. And with so many to choose from, from Hinge, OkCupid, Bumble, meeting your significant other appears to be easier than before. But is it really? We would like to discuss the reality of what it's like to date in this pandemic. Yeah, so that's right. There's been such an increase in the use of online dating apps since the start of the pandemic. Because basically, as with everything, online has been accelerated by the fact that people can't go out and do the things they normally would. So in April 2020, messaging on Tinder had increased globally by 52% since the start of March. So that was when we were about one week into the lockdown in the UK. And then YouGov found, perhaps unsurprisingly, that those aged between 18 to 24 were the least likely age group to stop dating during the pandemic. And another really interesting stat is that when asked how the pandemic affected their relationship goals, more than half, that's 52% of the Hinge community said they were ready for a long-term serious relationship. So it seems that it's not just that people are using online dating more, but people are actually searching for love. Definitely. Amana, what was your thoughts, what were your opinions about dating app before the pandemic ever happened? So before the pandemic, I kind of thought that online dating wasn't something that that many people use like I didn't feel like Mm -hmm. loads of my friends were using them seriously it was often kind of a joke thing people might do on the side when they're a little bit bored or if they were maybe a bit older but our age group I kind of thought that online dating was kind of a last resort but then actually from like recently I've had so many stories of people who've met significant others on online dating and people who even married now because of online dating so I think the perception around online dating has changed since the pandemic yeah maybe it's become less of a stigma less of a kind of taboo topic because so many more people are using it and maybe loads of people were using it before but it was just that we didn't talk about it so openly but yeah I was kind of just like I was a bit skeptical and I thought does anyone actually use those I thought People used, I knew of like Match.com and then some people used Tinder, but I always thought that it was kind of just, if I'm being honest, I thought with with Tinder, people were just using it to find someone to have sex with. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That was my perception. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think before the pandemic, I used to see dating apps as, you know, 
ah, you can do it here and there. I just didn't know anyone that actively was on the apps. I knew people on Match.com, but those are people that were older than me, like late 20s, early 30s, who were looking to get married. And so they were on Match.com. And I guess Match.com for me always seems more intentional rather than, let's say, Tinder. And again, I didn't really know anyone on Tinder either. My opinion on dating apps, so I would use them here and there purely because, again, I'm a romantic at heart. Um, I call myself a hopeful romantic now, not hopeless romantic. So literally, I'll download those apps, but then in 24 hours, I've deleted it. I just used to find the interaction so cringe. It was basically like a meagle, like age, location, and name, but with more conversation. And I was like, this is just so cringe. I just can't do it. So I'll download these apps, form connections, and then 24 hours is gone because I just didn't like it. It did feel cringy, but I think that's changed now in the pandemic where it's become like a necessary evil yes people may be taking it more seriously now than they were before definitely because i think the ways in which you used to meet people whether through friends through societies that's just not happening anymore like your interactions if you've been in uni this whole year your interactions are online and so i think that shift from things being in person to being online has made being on dating apps more comfortable for people yeah in the last year there's been in explosions of even new dating apps i found out there's one called blk which is for black singles there's one called chispa which is for latinos and there's one called upwards which is for like the christian community and so so many new dating apps have emerged from the Mm -hmm. pandemic where like you have your instead of let's say the standard which i perceive as you know match if you're really serious hinge for diversity bumble for working professionals and um what else is there and tinder if you know if you just want to get laid i think there's so much more with different niches Mm. that people can um find someone which i do think is good in a way but then do you not think that maybe kind of makes it like you're going to the shopping center and you're picking kind of what kind of shop you want to go into what kind of person you want to to find there do you not think it makes it quite commercial and and sort of like product based because people are people have so many preferences and and so many specific needs and and desires for the relationship that people just get very picky and like maybe have quite unrealistic expectations I think for sure I think dating apps has allowed people to be superficial and being superficial is now okay because of dating apps because when you've got that option to swipe right or swipe left and literally before you even see more of the personality like when you scroll down is literally on a picture age and sometimes um career you can you can swipe left on so many people and people Mm. you might sometimes I think oh like there's people I've swiped on left on that maybe if I met them in person I would have given them a chance or maybe I would have like maybe tried to talk to them more but you're not interested because if physically they're not meeting maybe what Mm. you want or the standard you want you're literally just dismissing a human with a swipe of a finger and I think that is problematic how we Mm. have how that has been created because of dating apps what do you think because I think when you're you're talking about when you're actually on the app and you're swiping and you're choosing what's being presented to you but you can even make choices before that point where you have filters to say what kinds of people you want to even pop up which I think is kind of mad because in in one way that could limit your options even before you know what you want um and even before you know because you can you can filter on hinge for example you can filter by race age Mm -hmm gender I think you can do education and there's yeah there's so many things and so I I think I find that quite mad but then at the same time when I was researching 
there's been apparently a rise in interracial relationships because of online dating apps and that's perhaps because maybe people are meeting people that they wouldn't usually meet in their Mm -hmm. family context or their friend context yeah Um, because which so it does open up options I think but I think there's lots of scope for it to reinforce like existing discrimination like I was reading that women who are educated Mm -hmm. are like as in have been to university so educated to university level are less likely to be successful on a dating app than women who don't have a degree oh my gosh really which shows that some of these dating sites are actually reinforcing like stereotypes about women and yeah things so I think there's probably a dangerous side to it that being said yeah like like I said that I think it does open up a lot of options for people and I think that people have I know people who've met like people they're now dating or like properly going out with in a relationship with uh, who are they who they're so compatible with because the app works so I think it's real there's a real mixed bag kind of like in real life there's a massive mixed bag it's true it's true I think to be fair like what you said because obviously these are built with software and there is like artificial intelligence behind that and I discovered that not that I'm saying anyone else should do this but I was doing research for our podcast as the scientist I am so I created like a male profile just to see who comes up on my matches (laughs) just use it sorry for the guy I used out there first of all one thing that's really scary is how quick it was to do that and I didn't actually have to verify Mm. myself so that's a worrying point but um you do see that there is a type that constantly comes up and like it's it can be I think the app maybe when they see who you look like and who I do think they push forward a certain type of girl on the app that comes up more frequently than others and I think you have to swipe a long 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 time to find maybe more variety Mm. even in terms of weight education race like I think it does have a bias as you said so it might assume things of you do you think do you think the app like assumes what you would like based on what other people like you like and so then actually that sometimes might limit your options yeah for sure because while you feel like you have a wider pool I think you have a wider pre-selected pool for Mm. you okay and, that's um, interesting yeah and and don't get me wrong it gets better over time the more you swipe a certain way because of ai and the brilliance of it it starts to learn it starts to put of put more mm. people forward and more variety but i think in the beginning it can be very like limited in this podcast i was listening to about it there was a discussion of the how how many options the human brain is able to process mm-hmm. and obviously on these online dating sites you have basically unlimited options on something like hinge you could kind of just keep scrolling forever and then it refreshes and then Mm -hmm. um and I personally so I don't really use dating sites like I don't have any accounts at the moment but when I was in Paris lockdown started me and my housemate thought it'd be funny to get um, (laughs) tinder and hinge and I got them at two separate times but I personally found it quite overwhelming the choices and just I wasn't used to that kind of choice and I think that then when I was listening to this podcast, they were talking about how nine options is the limit that some that the human brain can realistically process. And right. once it gets beyond wow. that, then you aren't able to realistically consider each of these options properly. Um, so I think perhaps one of like a good way to use these sites is to ha- is to perhaps like have limits for yourself and be like, okay, I'm gonna True, only talk to maybe a limited number of people at the same time because I think that's one of the things that can get quite overwhelming about the apps is the yeah. fact that you can be in conversations with so many different people. 
Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I read this stat though, which kind of is like, hmm. So they find that on average, women are more picky and more selective with who they swipe mm. um, left or right for. Like I know when I'm on those apps, like I'm actually reading the profiles. I'm not just going on your appearance alone. I'm actually reading the profiles and thinking like, are we a match? Are we not? But on the flip side, men on average swipe right on more people. Mm. And so I think that does create kind of like a problem in which you think you thoughtfully selected someone that like that you feel like you're compatible with you can talk with and they've just selected you because they're trying to swipe right as much as they can to get the most matches possible like trying to maximize their experience on the app which I always thought was a bit like oh that's a bit deflating you know yeah I think it's also interesting how there are certain signifiers that we'll look out for like when you're looking at someone's profile like I said I don't use these sites myself but I've but I think a lot of people do put certain things on their profile to kind of make them seem like a certain person maybe oh, yeah, for sure. a picture of them at a certain cafe or like um they or might dogs. be holding a dog or right. especially guys do that like I'm holding a dog or I'm holding a baby you know I Literally. look at me like I'm so I'm such a family man um, but like <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think people definitely have it's so weird how there's become these 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 kind of icon icons right. or symbols that people associate with certain types of people these apps do reinforce certain stereotypes but then at the same yeah. time there's such freedom in basically you being like I'm gonna portray the best version of myself and show right and 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 I think it also means that you can meet people outside of your friendship group which I think Mm -hmm. has good sides and bad sides to it like something I've found some of my friends who've ended up dating people from these sites is that what's been really nice and refreshing is that these people aren't necessarily in their direct friendship group so that means that you can it's exciting but also new experience it's not too stressful because you're not thinking okay we're friends first and if this ends like we're going to ruin the whole friendship group but then Mm -hmm. the other side of that is that when things go wrong sometimes there's no consequences for someone's actions if they treated you badly because basically Mm. they can just walk away yeah no that is true I agree with you on that and I think even the thing that you were saying about the profile because like I've watched YouTube videos like sometimes you'll have girls that say they do different hairstyles and they get different responses like whether or not they were in a weave or a natural hair and I know when I've done it because again I downloaded it and I've probably done it like five times downloaded it and in 24 hours deleted it but I remember there was one time I was like I am a Christian I am a practicing Christian if you're not a Christian don't hit me up when I say that got the most responses I've ever seen I felt like putting that was like because I was doing it with my mum when I was doing that profile and she was like yeah say you say so she was put a picture of you in church literally but when I did that, I got so many, like, more mm. responses. And I felt like it was an open challenge to people. So they were just like, oh, yeah, I really admire your faith. Da, da, da. But then some of them would see that. And this is what I mean where I feel like guys don't really read. Because some of them would see see that. And <laughs> guys don't really like, read. Disrespectful under the under a picture, like, not a nice comment. And I'm just yeah. like, right, you're yeah. obviously not reading my profile. You're just looking at my pictures and going. They were saved and sanctified pictures. But you know what I mean? Like, you're not actually reading my profile. So mm. I do think it's interesting, like, the different ways you convey yourself can elicit different responses mm. from people. That's so true. I think that people have certain expectations of even just things like, yeah, what university you went to. Right. Or the kind of clothes you're wearing or where you've even been on holiday, things like that. People make certain assumptions. And even if they're unconscious things, people might make automatic assumptions. This is going to make me sound really horrible, but I do do that. I can't lie. Like, if you if you don't really have, like, if, you're, if your faith has not aligned with mine on your bio, I'm not really going to swipe on you. 
same way, like if you, okay, I'm going to sound really bad, but I do look at careers. For example, like, I'm not going to, if you're a chef, I'm not swiping right. Partly because in my mind, you're working late nights and like, how mm. is this going to fit in a compatible lifestyle? I can see how it can be used for like evil. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're not giving people a chance. And I do think that is a consequence of a dating app in a way. But at the same time, I do think it saves you a lot of time. Like, God forbid you fall in love with a musician who tours six months in the year. Like, what am I going to do for the rest of six months? And now my heart is with this guy. Like, mm-hmm. no. But then that's implying that you can choose the people you fall in love with, which I think yeah. you can, which is basically what Hinge and Tinder and all of these sites are se- like selling you. They're selling yeah. you the idea that you can choose who you fall in love with what times you chat to them, like, right, <laughs> uh, basically kind of complete control of everything. I thought it was interesting that, obviously this is natural, but the, I didn't expect this to happen, that Hinge, when they introduced the video call feature, it was used mm-hmm. by like 50% of the users or yeah, 40% or something, that. which I just found so surprising that people, I mean, it makes sense, but it's just it quite mad that people now, are though. really shifting. Like, I think that, the pandemic has really accelerated this shift online and that was the way it was going anyway I think but I think this has pushed it really fast I don't know how I feel about that I think alongside that and it's also created this pressure to find the one or find love Mm -hmm. and I think like I found myself thinking during this pandemic like oh my gosh I'm I'm in my 20s I'm the youngest I'll ever be I have the less wrinkles I'll ever have like shouldn't I be out here dipping it and doing it like meeting guys going on Mm. dates blah 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 but I'm stuck in my bedroom in these four walls so then I feel like that kind of societal pressure and just the pressure of being a woman who grows up like that can be a whole nother topic about like age and and womanhood Mm. but yeah just even that I feel like puts that pressure on you that okay I need to find someone I need to swipe up to these apps even if your heart is not really into it you feel like you need to because like your life is passing you by or that age of the 20s Mm. is going but then that's the thing I find I'm a bit skeptical about with with these dating sites is the fact that a lot of it seems like a lot of people don't enjoy them that much or they a lot of people find them annoying or feel like yeah. they wish they could just meet people organically in real life through yeah. friends but mm-hmm. then everyone's using them because they feel like everyone else is using them and so then yeah. it just is self-perpetuating because people just people use them because everyone else is on them and then even if they're not enjoying them but then because they're on them then their friends feel like they need to be on them and then it's just so I wonder whether yeah it's, it's become like you said a necessary evil what I've kind of come to realize is that it just seems like it's the way things are going I don't think there's I don't think that it's out of the question to meet someone in real life and that's to be honest what I would prefer I I do just find this kind of thing online dating like I just personally find them awkward but I think that it is the reality for a lot of people now and actually like we've discussed loads of people have found love on these sites it's and true. stuff like that but going back to the pandemic, like, how do you think, do you think that the pandemic, like, favoured people who were in a relationship in terms of, do you think that it was... Do you know what? I don't know. It's a bit of both. In a bit, It's a bit of both. Like, I know couples who've broken up during the pandemic. So um, I feel like just being with their partner, maybe in the same place, has just put a real strain mm. on them. But then I was talking to someone else, I know, one of my friends, and she was like, because they said in Amsterdam, they'd arranged this thing that if you wanted to, um, let's say, meet someone for like sex or whatever, or that the government created a system to allow that. And to someone else, I was talking yeah, to, I they said that. they would have liked something like that. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I think, so I think it's definitely been like hard on both singles and in couples. Because I think with couples, it's put strains on their relationships, maybe revealed things about each other that they 
that they never knew. Whereas I do feel like for singles, it's either made you feel maybe increasingly lonely or feeling that pressure to be on a dating app, mm. to meet someone and to go on a coffee date in the park. Oh my gosh, the amount of... Is just, <laughs> Go on a walk. No, let me tell you. Like I did it for the podcast, by the way. This is for the podcast. I like I did. Like I went on a I went on a coffee date in in the park. At least he paid for my coffee though, because I've heard some stories. So he paid for my coffee. But um, and the guy was really lovely. So actually, it did give me a really positive experience about dating apps because he was really lovely, really chatty. But I just felt like this ain't really gonna work out anyway. But one thing that it did <laughs> make me think of when I was um, when I was on that, I don't even want to call it a date. I'm calling it an excursion. When I was on that excursion, things that it made me think about was like security is so low because like when I met him, I was like, I don't know if this guy is um has committed a crime i don't know if he's on the sex offenders list like there's nothing there's Mm. no background checks you can do to really find out the person you're going on a date with and i know that i think tinder talked about doing it about having the option to do a security clearance on someone before you meet them because he was telling me about strange dates that he's been on and strange dates he's heard his other dates been on and I was just like this is a scary world but Mm. I think at the same time there is positives and I learned a lot about myself you know going on that day I thought I was like really introverted well I am introvert introvert extrovert but I thought that like I'd have nothing to say but I thought I found out I'm a really charming person and I'm quite (laughs) funny I found out you are are. oh thank you so yeah I think there is some (laughs) I think there is some positives to online yeah. dating and um I think you can't deny the fact that it's it's a it's here to stay in our world. But I think I think there's also positives to the pandemic's effect on dating as well though because I think in terms of people not being able to go on as many dates. I don't know if that, that sounds really negative, but I actually think that it's a good thing for people to learn to be alone as well. Because being yeah, single that is, a good point. is great. And like people, we, we have to accept that it's healthy to see life not as like a quest to find someone, but as right. you, you're going to be on your own for some of it and you might be with someone else for some of it, but you're yeah. a whole person by yourself. And so being single is also a very it's a very like can it can also be a very content place to be and I think that the pandemic because it's forced a lot of people to be in a romantic sense Mm -hmm. on their own but I haven't Mm -hmm. spent any of it actually on my own in a house like I've been Mm -hmm. with family or friends but I think so I think it would be really hard if you were literally on your own I I do feel for people who've been in that situation but I think that it's it's also helped people to realize that actually they can be in their own company and they can enjoy yeah. themselves by themselves so i think Definitely. that that's also really important to recognize no like you say it seems like it's the future honestly it does but i think it's not a bleak future whilst i i think it does increase superficiality being on those apps and having biases and you're basically able to pick who you want to be with like mm. some kind of design a relationship or whatever i do think for people who struggle with socializing like there was this app that i was on called um jigsaw because i was trying to try out different ones and in that app it hides your face and then like you have to communicate with the other person like the voice the more you yeah i think i'm <laughs> like something like and the more you communicate the more it reveals like your face which i thought it in premise is really good like oh yeah you're able to build connections without seeing each other so there's not like any kind of stereotype or bias but I just really couldn't be bothered oh, again like yeah, I I'm not sure about that like, I feel be... like also with those kind of apps like people they're a nice idea but then people don't actually use them 
yeah i just it thought it was a good idea but in hindsight i don't think it's an app i i, I, I can't believe you've done so much research like trying out literally apps. i am a dedicated uh, <laughs> podcast so i wanted to find out yeah. enough to give you i think my favorite apps like definitely as i said in the beginning i feel like i feel like hinge if you want diversity for sure i feel like bumble for like professionals i, I, I meet the most like bankers lawyers associates vps blah 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 blah, blah on Bumble than any other place okay Cupid I think if you're actually trying to find someone like you because it does a quiz and so when you do the quiz like it ranks percentage like who's most compatible with you whatever things are improving I think they're trying to update and move with the times and try and make it more an authentic experience which mm-hmm. is good so what would be good. your two wishes and a star my two wishes and a star my two wishes and a star I don't know how I think it's been shown that like artificial intelligence can have bias and can um and can have some kind of discriminatory factor in it but I think that's humans coding that in in and without realizing maybe Mm. so I think trying to improve that way trying to improve the software when it comes to dating would be really good I think another wish would be that we don't forget about like meeting people in person that we don't just become so fixated on just meeting people through our app and that we don't bother and I think a good thing is that I think it has allowed people to try online dating you know if you've never done it before you just evaded the whole dating scene like a plague or if you're just maybe shy awkward I think it really really helps people to meet someone so I do think for all of for all of those things I think it actually is a good what about you what would be your two wishes and a star Hmm, I think one of my wishes would probably be that people, I, I think, I don't know, that people kind of don't, I, I, that it doesn't just like reinforce a kind of really superficial way of dating and where people see it as kind of like a product that they need to select and then consume and then move on. Because I think that people also get a false sense of, oh, there's so many other options, which like our parents' generation didn't have, for example. Like when you choose to be with someone for the rest of your life in our parents' generation, it would have been like you wouldn't have had this sense of like all of the other options that are out there. Whereas now there could always be someone else literally at the flick of a I don't know, at the swipe of a of the screen. So I feel like, yeah, that people wouldn't become superficial. Um, but I don't know how I mean, I don't know how you stop that. I think people are genuinely looking for genuine relationship because I think that's what ultimately like satisfies people. And then I guess I wish that I guess also that we discussed this briefly, but that the sites would be safe, that there would be ways of making sure that people are screened and stuff. Just because I think, yeah, especially like in the pandemic when people were going around to each other's houses rather than meeting up, that could leave you in quite a dangerous situation. But I think that I've never heard of any horror stories, so I hope I mean I don't know how common it is. Um my star would be I think that um, the pandemic, as much as it's been difficult for couples and people who are single, I think has um, made people reflect quite a lot. And people, I think lots of people have become better at being on their own. But I think also people have become to realise like how valuable the people who are in their life are because we haven't had so much opportunity to meet new people. And I also think that dating sites have been a good way of chatting to new people, even if it's just to find a friend. So, yeah, I would hope that people, it'd be great if people saw dating sites as also like ways that you can meet. I know that people just want, like, they're not using it to meet Yeah, Bumble has that. Bumble has BFF. Like, you can actually make friends on Bumble. 
Yeah, so, but I, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking to use a dating app to find a friend. Like I feel if I was using one, I wouldn't be using it for that. But that being said, I think the one of the things I find weird about it is that obviously when you meet someone in a bar or something, you're chatting to them, or you meet someone who's yeah. a friend of a friend or something, you're chatting to them first off just as a person, as a friend, True. yeah, and then it becomes something else. Whereas on a dating yeah. site, you're literally going straight in with romance, and so yeah. But hopefully, dating sites have like increased communication, made people. I don't know. We will only see. We'll, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Who knows? My story might be that I met the love of my life on a dating app. Yeah, Who I'm looking forward to it. Know. Can't wait to the wedding. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. I think before we end, top tips I would give for people who are going on a dating apps. With your profile, I think show a variety of pictures like you, I don't know, on holiday, you doing something you love, not just selfies and avoid filters don't mm. do that I think for guys like less of the gym photos less of the gym flexing in the mirror photos they are literally just the biggest turnoffs ever I think also be interesting with your prompts like the most people I swipe right on have interesting prompts as well as good careers but they have interesting prompts <laughs> that make me want to know more about them so I think don't neglect the prompts like don't just put pictures of yourself and think that's enough that's for like girls and boys I think those are really good things and just try to be like authentic and try to just enjoy yourself mm. but it does get tiring repeating yes my name is Mo I'm from London I work at blah 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 it's just it gets tiring but yeah I'd be there like copying pasting you know like do you know what I'm listen listen but take a break here and there so you don't get bored and like bored mm-hmm. of the whole process that's yeah remember you can only process nine people at the same time right so I think that's do you know what I might even do that next time the next time I download an app for 24 hours I only give myself nine nine options Let's yeah. see. that is all we have for our season finale about what it's like to date in the pandemic Amana's going to tease what we're going to hopefully be discussing and who we're going to be having on season 2 so in season 2 we want to get some of our friends on and some other professionals in different fields to discuss different issues we're really excited to share with you guys what we've been working on but for now tune in to our old episodes we've had six episodes all really juicy tune in go on spotify or apple podcasts and then yeah follow us on instagram twitter facebook bye guys thanks for an amazing season